Welcome to the Inner Athlete Podcast, where we discuss all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring. All right, let's get started. So, um, 1x20, this is my um, absolute favorite program yeah, I ever, ever came across. Um, it is absolute soul-crushing to some degree, but it is probably the one program that we've seen a large amount of success. Yeah, definitely. From all sports, but specifically with our, um, our swimmers, we've seen... Um, you know, for them, they're able to come in, you know, in their early mornings, um, straight out of bed for a lot of them, for one of them, especially Mia, five minutes ago, um, head straight into the gym and then um, knock out a gruel in one by 20 session, which I guess Trent can touch on the benefits here and, and what it actually looks like. But yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about one by 20. Where did it come from? What's the name all about? And kind of like, how does it actually work now? Yeah. It initially came from Dr. Michael Yesis. Now, for those who don't know who he is, he's an, he's a um, uh, I guess a you know, he's an exercise science field strength and conditioning. Um, he's been in the industry for a long time, so he was around when the Soviets were I guess a big deal yep. in the weightlifting world. And he came up with the whole one by twenty system because it was a, not a simple way, but it helped to address. A lot of issues really quickly so what i really mean is is like how do we increase the um, ability to not just develop the muscles but develop the tendons and that's where higher volume training actually comes into effect and keeping you know more time under tension yeah um and how do we introduce a large amount of exercises to work on um, a lot of joints really quickly as well yeah doing you know three to six exercises or no four to six or four to eight exercises pretty traditional um, in SNC world, in terms of programming, um, but we actually go up to 50, we go to fifteen exercises within one session, and that doesn't even include the warm up as well. The warm up yeah. itself is another thing we can talk about for another day. Yeah. So the one one by twenty, so it can go all the way up to about thirty different exercises. So we usually start with very large multi joint movements. So mm-hmm. we're talking about like some sort of squatting pattern. It can be a split squat, um, hinging. Uh, push like bench press push-ups um and yeah and some sort of deadlift as well yeah so we like to use either rdls or trap bar deads or something yep. like that so it's, not, it's movements that they can acquire um the skill quite quickly for as well yeah um then we usually go to more i guess you call them supplementary movements which are more still multi-joint but use uh, uh require less force output so this might be um, overhead press, up pull down, single yep. arm rows, hamstring curls, leg extensions, hip bridges, along those lines. Um, then we go into more singular joint. Um, now, what we tend to do is we um, get a lot of our young athletes onto this program straight away. Part yep. of the reason is is they haven't been exposed to many movements, and they can usually develop these movements pretty quickly with not much. Yeah, and that's what we've seen. So we we set we set them up that if they're either coming two or three times a week, ideally we'd love them to do three times a week, and we literally follow the same exercises every single time. And the one thing that we have seen is it cleans up movements so quickly. Yeah. Um, enough. You know, you could prescribe you know four sets of six or four sets of eight, but when you really strip the load away, get them training to some level of fatigue as well, we start to get desired adaptations with that as well. And we'll yeah. go through a few case studies yeah. in a moment. But yeah, I guess the main thing is like after maybe week two, maximum week three, the kids 
come in they know the exercises what they're going to be doing all the way from 1 to 15 for the most part they're you know proficient or they're looking like they're get, getting to proficient in a lot of the movements and like you say they're exposed to just in the program 15 exercises we get onto program two change four or five exercises yeah now they've been exposed to 20 different exercises and after two months they're mostly proficient in 20 different movements as opposed to like you say more traditional movements where you can only expose them to maximum really eight or nine exercises in an per hour, session yeah. yeah and then after two two months or only at you know what 18 we've almost doubled double the amount of exercises they've been exposed to in that um similar time frame so and they're moving well yeah like right. legit moving well so yeah um yeah so what we so yeah we've done this with a lot of our swimmers now a lot of our swimmers when we got them starting here we got them straight onto it now what it did was it actually found some good strength points um or we kind of start them a little bit easier and then we slowly progress them over time yeah what we found is when they've gone from program one to program two even program three and four onwards is some of these movements they can actually continue on and make progress almost date or almost session to session yeah like yeah. literally either it's more weight or more reps so one by 20 is more of a parameter than anything else so the goal is to get to 20 repetitions say if it's a trap bar deadlift and they do you know 60 kilos for 20 reps um could they done you know three or four more reps yep so yes so what we do is from there is we actually amp up the weight so we go between you know between three and six percent of yep. that weight um then we just progress them for next time they come in as well that's for like large multi-joint movements yeah you will find a ceiling effect with these a lot of these movements as well multi-joint movements it's it takes a little bit longer to get there for single yep. joint movements so whether or not they're doing you know you know super iron trice, tricep extensions or you know l-sit bicep curls they're going to tap out really quickly it's just smaller movements they're not going to be able to produce as much force yep. so what we do is we tend to try and ramp up their reps to so about 25 to 30 reps within one set with good technique and then we go up you know half a kilo to a kilo as well and we just rinse and repeat that whole process yep. and that has been really good uh, to see and it gives them something to focus on or and to achieve more next time yeah as well yeah. so let's go back to the results everyone wants results that's the main thing why, why we train we want results to transfer to something else yeah. essentially um let's look at probably the most recent one let's look at um holly so holly is she's been with us for about um, close to three months she's got a swim meet coming up a very important one coming up soon hopefully we get some good results from that but she's just going there just have a good time yeah um she had she had a strength training background already beforehand for a couple of years um she's still she's, she's a very competitive swimmer um what we did notice though is when I did a movement screen, there was quite a few issues and injuries she had to overcome. The main one was a ankle issue. So when the coach, I uh, emailed the coach and you know, had a bit of a chat with him, his, uh, not he, she, Holly's foot would drag through the water. So she wasn't able, able to like point her toes away. So plantar flex, her foot. Now, if anyone knows about, um, you know, liquid, uh, aerodynamics or liquid aerodynamics in this case, um, we want to make sure that the most streamlined as, as possible. So that in itself is going to, you know, cost her some times. Yeah. That was number one we had to fix up. Number two, um, when she was um, just with a squat, she was using a lower back a lot. And she, I, I, I believe she has had um, some lower back issues in the past where she has done some deadlifting. Her lower back would flare up as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what we did was we kind of kept 
Well, what we did specifically with her is when we did the deadlifting is we, we regressed it from what she's used to, which was like RDLs and tripod dead, is we got her using a kettlebell and we got using a band around the hip. So the band would help to provide some feedback to bring your hips back and help her glutes, uh, hips to drive through. So she was using her glutes a little bit more. Yeah. She got pretty proficient in that very quickly. As soon as we start queuing that, especially for 20 reps, and the idea is for them to kind of make every rep look the same and she built up in weight very quickly as well. So now she's, I'm not too sure what she's doing on dead at the moment, probably about 55, 55 say, for yeah. 20 reps, which is pretty good. So yep. one RM is probably in the 80 kilo, 90 kilo, well, more than 80, that's for sure. Yep. 90 kilo realm at yep. least. So she's deadlifting body weight for one by 20. So Yeah, which is pretty good. Yeah. So for a swimmer who's a sprinter as well, it's, it's not too. It's pretty good. Obviously, yeah. we want to get that higher. We'll probably get about maybe 70, 75 kilos for twenty reps um, by the towards the end of this program. Yeah, uh, for her. And the funny thing is, right, she hadn't had a PB in a very long time when she was racing, um, when she was doing the strength training. When she started with us, about five tra- five sessions in, she got her first PB, and I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I, now I don't. Was that a fluke? I don't know, but now with the program itself, we've been able to address a lot of these issues um, that she hasn't been able to address prop- properly in the past. Yeah. So now we've been able to get her lats to work a lot more. She's pulling through the water a lot better. She's a lot like just a lot more streamlined, just more powerful through the water. Yeah. We're addressing her low back because her up kick. So in in the um, dolphin kick is a bit weak um, from the coaches. Um, perspective and also from holly as well that's been the feedback yeah we've addressed that so we're doing we did quite a lot of 45 degree back extensions now we're doing like it's like a modified glute hand a ghd back extension now yeah um to really just focus on that that hip extension and strengthen the lower back and the feedback has been really good yeah um and especially for a sport where you're Oh, she's a sprinter as well. So Shirley does 50 and 100, 50 and 100s. Um, and coming into short course season, so they're doing a lot of dolphin kicks. So we're going to spend up to 50% of the time underwater. Yeah. Yeah. We want to make sure that a dolphin kick is on par because the stroke itself, yes, but the dolphin kick is probably the mo- more efficient way to get through the water because you're not, you're not chopping and streamlined and you ideally you want to remain in the water but try not to have it as drag and yeah. be able to address that with the foot yeah. as well. So... That's just one example with that. And we actually, we attract a body weight as well. Yeah. So yeah. people think you can't gain weight um, on this type of program. So usually it's cal- just got to eat more calories in general, but that's one part. Um, her training. So she's actually put on 1.8 kilos. I think that was within a 10-week window, which yep. is actually for her, someone who's very young, lean. Very lean in general. Yeah. Um, and she has gone down a race suit size as well, like one or two. She's very lean in general, but she has managed to put on some muscle mass. Yeah. So, yeah. we've tracked that over time. And it's a program that you can, for the young ones, that actually have put on muscle mass. We had another kid who came in um, as well, Hamish. Yeah, He's actually yeah. put on weight. He's put on, um, I believe, uh, two kilos in about three months. Yeah. And he's a tall, he's a relatively tall, hasn't grown that much, but he's actually put on, put some, on, some, weight, put on yeah. some weight. So, I think it's a great program for kids to get into introductory, into strength training, especially for the very raw age of, of starting new. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, it's a great introduction to, like if your first introduction to strength training, 
um, yeah, you, like I've said, you're just exposed to a lot of movements. Um, and I guess, I don't know where this notion you can't put on weight, but weight uh, has come from. But yeah, if you're building the muscle down and like you say, you're using 20 reps with good form and, and developing some sort of fatigue, yeah, definitely going to be not even strength gains. But I think that goes for more of the hyper, hypertrophic um, yeah. rep ranges or the traditional with 8 to 12. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like we've like we've seen with the kids here, they're under a lot more fatigue after one set of twenty than if they are with three sets of eight or three sets of twelve. They're able to push themselves a lot further with that that twenty rep um, goal or the twenty two twenty five rep goal. You know, it's a lot easier for them to cruise in a three by twelve program. With the last rep, might be a little bit difficult. It may not be. You know, for them, it's it's sort of their first introduction to the training, so they don't really know where that barrier barrier is to really push themselves. I don't know mm. what hard is. I don't know what the struggle is to squeeze out the last few reps. Um, but, you know, if you get them to try to deadlift, you know, their body weight, whatever, straight off the bat for 20 reps, they're going to struggle really hard. So, um, yeah, it's a good little dip in, um, dip their toe in the water to, to see where that, that barrier is for them. Yeah, and most people don't realize, like, I know a lot of people is like, if, you, if you've got to get stronger, you've got to lift heavy. Yeah. Now, you, we're kind of like the opposite. You've got to lift efficiently before you start lifting heavy yeah, in that yeah. regards. And this is where, I guess, the 1x20 program is a good good way to actually go about it. Yeah. Is you, you tackle one area in terms of the movement efficiency, then you can start to load them up and reduce the reps. Yeah. And then increase the sets as well. And that's what we usually do leading into um, the meets where we go more, then we get transition to a strength, strength focus, then a power focus yeah. after, after that as well. Yeah. Um, I want to, I guess, address the strength side. Now, for those who don't know, um, this is oh, for the coaches and strength scientists, oh, not strength scientists, sports scientists and exercise scientists out there, yeah. um, refer back to the Heinemann size principle. So the reason why this is important, this, this principle, is when our muscles are under fatigue, like we feel the burning and whatnot, we start to increase the recruitment of higher threshold motor units. So what that means is these motor units in our muscles produce more force and we don't want to be user, utilizing them all the time because it would basically, if you're holding a cup, you're basically smacking yourself with the cup. You'd be knocking yourself yeah, out yeah. cold on the ground. So we use, a majority of the time, we use low threshold motor units which are more type 1, type 1 dominant. Yeah. Um, then as we under, undergo that level of fatigue, uh, we have by metabolites and byproducts start to accumulate and we start to recruit more of the higher threshold motor units as well um, throughout the set so we're really pushing ourselves uh, throughout that so that's kind of the strength side that comes from it um, in terms of uh, the neuromuscular the neuromuscular side yeah um, so yes you don't have to always move you know light weights explosively you don't always have to lift heavy weights or produce a large amount of force um and, and I want to go back to the large amount of force part. So Holly's only done one by twenty with us. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. That's well, it. obviously she does a little bit of power work specifically to help her with her um, um, with uh, ability to pull herself through the water, but also yeah. with the block starts. Yeah. Now we did a mid thigh pull test when she first started. I think she's from when we did it. It was about an eight week window, and she's her max output on the mid thigh pull was gone up about nineteen kilos of force. Yeah which is actually pretty significant for yeah. a program where we don't actually lift heavy in the traditional sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like you said, it's massive gains from such a short period of time. 
Um, and I guess, yeah, like you said, so once we've changed, started with this one by 20 sort of um, programs for a lot of the, the swimmers and we're moving into that, that power-based, that, that learning curve from being able to expose them to, you know, three, four months of one by 20 to transitioning to maybe a bit of one by 15 by using RDLs or whether it be a front squat, um, that learning curve to then introduce some sort of Olympic lifting or some, I don't know, um, power based movements. Pools. Yeah. Yeah. Like that learning curve for the, for the girls here was, um, you know, very seamless. Like it was in, I don't know, two sessions, maybe a week they were able to do them very proficiently. Um, and then it's again about building load and being able to encourage that power, power production, um, from the swimmers rather than having to, you know, spend a month, month block teaching them how to RDL or how to drop, how to catch on their shoulders, um, getting them comfortable in this position. So yeah, um, it's a very good, yeah, teaching tool to, I guess, use as, as a very regress version to then promote that um, skill development for the more um, complex movements, such as, yeah, the Olympic lifting and more complex power movements. Yeah, it's a program I absolutely love. So I guess the main points with the 1x20 program is a great introductory program yep. for swimmers. Yeah. Is one of the one of the best ones working multiple muscle groups you can be more specific we didn't talk about that in terms of the exercise selection yeah. as well yeah um so as i mentioned before with holly she had lower back issues and then she had a weak up kick so that kind of like um relates to one another right yeah so what we did is we've, we've actually been able to address that quite specifically and she has no lower back issues when she does trap bardellas so yeah perfect um then the second part is it can be progressed. You could actually stick with one by 20 for close to two years for yeah. a kid because they're still in the early development phase of yeah. their careers or in their training life. Yeah. I know Yes has had people in there for almost three years and they continue to make progress. That was the only program they did and yeah. they just continue to make progress with it. And the other part is we didn't, we haven't hashed it on this is, um, is it's, a, it's a great off season program for yeah. swimmers. Yeah. The reason why is it's because it's low, it's low to moderate intensity essentially. When you look at it, um, working multiple joints, um, then you can begin to address you know critical areas within that. So, like I said before, Holly in the lower back, we've had um, Mia and her knee and a hip flexor, yeah, or her hip specifically. Um, mm. Then we had people coming back from illness and sickness yeah or even yeah. Charlotte with her shoulders Charlotte with her shoulders people have gone on holidays Scoliosis. and come back yeah. yeah you know Hannah you know she's she, you know, she crushed it actually she's a really good one of results she yeah. did what she did oh, no she did this a um she did a little bit more traditional base because we did find out she had, did have scoliosis so we wanted to address that a little bit more yeah in terms of her functionality went to states end up getting a national time yeah <laughs> end up getting the nationals but unfortunately um, she wasn't able to go with that, but the fact that she got times to go, is yeah, phenomenal, yeah, yeah, great for her confidence, yeah. And I think this one, people think if you try and get a kid to go heavy off the bat, they're going to be scared. Yeah, I think it's probably the main thing, especially yeah. for the young kids. Like, oh, I can't do that. But if you start with you know thirty kilos on the trap arm, yeah, do it for twenty reps. How did that feel? Piss easy. Yeah. What do we do next time? go 35 yeah and we just continue that trend until we find where they almost hit the wall yeah and like you say like even as it get heavier and heavier that barrier just like that the physical barrier the mental barrier because the physical amount of weight that they're lifting seems 
implausible for them. So even even this morning working with Holly, we wanted to go from 55. She said it felt really easy last session. I was like, oh, do you want to go 60 or do you want to go a bit easier? She goes, 60 is way too much. It's like, okay. So we went to 57 a little bit. Yeah, cut your losses, yeah. Yeah, and she hit it easy. I was watching. First rep, last rep looked exactly the same. And she was like, how did that feel? She asked her how did that feel? She goes, yeah, that's fine. So for them, it's just encouraging them to, like you say, get that over that mental barrier. Because we've done three months of work building up to this in terms of building their efficiency and proficiency in, in, in the movement. So they look great. They're moving the weight efficiently. efficiently. So now, you know, as, as your role as a coach and, and the mentor is to guide them, to give them that confidence to, to, to lift the heavier weights and continue that improvement. We don't, want to, we don't want it to plateau out right now. We're sort of reaching that um, pinnacle where we can sort of jump over the edge and, and see massive drops in their in their PV times or the swimming times um, and yeah I know for even some of the other girls you know, Mia and Shiloh they need big pushes to really get over over the humps in terms of weight um, they're more happy to sit there and keep doing they're happy to do the work but mm. you know, pushing them to continue to improve um, they're already very strong and very um, developed in terms of for their ages and um, for their sport but yeah continuing that improvement not letting them plateau out is important yeah yeah, um, what we'll do is we might do a follow-up to this one, actually. We'll, we'll actually um, follow our swimmers. Okay. So, so for those who don't know, um, Matt and I are responsible for the swimmers here. And um, they've got short course coming up later on this year. So, yeah. we might do a bit of a follow-up podcast in terms of their results and their training programs and what are we doing. And I guess the next phase um, is we're doing 30-30 circuits. So, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, just of... Um, large um, multi-joint movements specifically yeah yep. um, and we're just really just working on the, the work capacity the strength endurance specifically yeah um, because they are going to be suffering and be holding their breaths underwater for long periods of time yeah um, so we need to be able to make sure that they can actually tolerate the workload and we have a consistent output uh, with their swims and actually have that transfer across their training as well yeah yeah um, and yeah, uh, we're only in the first week, really. Yeah. For some of the girls, some of the girls start next week. Yeah. Um, from this recording, um, so we're actually really excited to see where they go, and then we'll transition potentially into a twenty forty, which is more, I guess, more strength, less less aerobic. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, high higher work outputs. Um, then we should be swimmingly um, heading into a short course season. Yeah. Can't say it's going to be a fun circuit but um no it's gonna be so crushing yeah, for some of them they get the work done definitely so i guess we'll touch on quickly what it looks like yeah yeah so circuit so yeah like saying 30 for 30 so 30 on 30 off um for 10 exercises 10 exercises the goal is to hit 15 reps for each one yeah um so yeah what a rep every two seconds um when they can achieve that go up in weight um, pretty much, yeah. And keep going until you, know, you burn out, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, then there's only a minute rest in between each round as well. Yeah. So it's nice and quick. So three rounds take you half an hour to do. But um, yeah, it's definitely a tough, tough half an hour. It is. It's, it's a tough time. Yeah. And, and like, I know some of the girls may dread it as we get closer and closer, but I think yeah. they'll... Especially as sprinters, they're used to a lot of rest or whatever between their 50 yes. efforts or whatnot. But um, it's good for them to, I guess more than anything test their mental mental strength and their mental fortitude to push through the pain um i know one girl specifically mia likes to rest about 10 minutes in between her sets so. she's like a power lifter <laughs> so yeah it takes off the day there um but yeah it'll definitely help them um 
like I say, push through that mental barrier and, and continue to um, overcome those little hurdles for themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of like a watch this space at the moment because yeah. I'm really excited to see what happens because at the moment, 1 by 20 is, you know, the girls are feeling good, like like seriously good. Yeah. Some of them getting yeah. back into the swing of things. Training's been really good. Injuries, um, small niggles from here, from t- um, from time to time, and that's just more load management, just yeah. on the on the um, I guess with the, the tr- training in the pool. Yeah, cause they train so much. Yeah, the, the yeah, and it's starting to ramp up in terms of the volume as well. So yeah. you might get a few niggles here and there, but we've been able to address that um, quite easily as well. So yeah. definitely, I watch this space um, area. But main thing is for swimmers, one by twenty, we can't recommend it enough. Um, I think when Matt actually first started, you didn't know much about 1x20, did you? No, I'd never heard of it before I started here. But um, yeah, now it's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's in the belt. It's in the tall belt, yeah. as um, a lot of the coaches like to say. Um, but like I said, yeah, the, yeah Dr. Michael Yeses is a bit of a, a mad professor when it comes to this um, this area in the industry as well. He's just kind of like one of the, I guess, the OGs yeah. of the yeah. world, you know, help convert, you know, a lot of the... Uh, Soviets um, early early teachings. Yeah, translate a lot of it. Translated a yeah. lot of it. I think it was Vekashansky, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, yeah, and it's been yeah, super successful um, for us. And you know, it's a, like personally for me, like I I'm doing it at the moment as well. And to be honest, like I'm still putting on muscle mass with it. Yeah. Don't feel crushed. Quick session, get a pump in, and helps with your fitness as well. So. It's not just for swimmers; it is for gen pop as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that still want to be somewhat athletic and don't want to do too much cardio. So I think it's a really good program for yeah. pretty much anyone to start off with. But other than that, we'll leave it there for today. Um, watch this space, um, and we're just going to keep track of them. Yeah, easy done. All right, we'll see you on the follow up. You have just listened to the Inner Athlete podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the release of weekly episodes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to get great tips on all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring.